You're listening to the South Georgia Insider, sponsored by WDDQ Talk 92.1, home of the Scott James Matheson Show. Now here's your host, Theresa Boyd. Welcome to the South Georgia Insider. We are the voice for businesses, organization, and people in the region. For more than 100 years, Georgia Christian has educated students in Dasher, just minutes from the Florida border. They've also, for the past 14 years, had um, housed the dinner for some of the most notable speakers, including President George W. Bush, First Lady Laura Bush, and um, last year, Fox News contributor Dana Perino. So today we have with us Brad Lawson, president of Georgia Christian School. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much for having me. It's always an honor to, to be with you. I know a lot of times we have lunch on Wednesdays, which we're is Rotary, great. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, so we're fellow Rotarians, but I appreciate you having me on, and I always love talking about anything Georgia Christian Right. School. So we're going to talk a little bit about the school's history. Um, of course, I know, you know, been familiar with the school for years and years. We want to talk a little bit about that, and then we're going to talk about this year's dinner. So this will be your 15th year um, for the dinner, and you have had some great speakers, and we'll talk a little bit about that and how people can um, get tickets. But let's kind of start it off a little bit. Give us a history of the school, because it. Um, I, I'm going to venture to say here in Lowndes County, you can't um, throw a rock too far and not hit a Georgia Christian graduate. That's true, and a lot of people don't realize that, how far Georgia Christian spreads. And I got a story about that. If we have time, I'll tell it. But uh, it started off as Dasher Bible School mm-hmm. in 1914. And, and the impetus that got it started was they got the community got together and said, look, our young people are leaving this community to go somewhere else to get a Christian education. So they wanted to keep that from happening. So they started little old Dasher Bible School, and it didn't take long before they were doing unto other communities what they did not want done unto them. And, and so other people from surrounding communities, North Florida, uh, started wanting to come to the school as well. They used to house students and there. They had, and then they, so they started building dorms. Right. And then it came you know, from North Florida, then it was the Carolinas and Texas and, and Ohio and Tennessee. And, and then it just kept spreading further and further. And eventually, I mean, we've had students from all over the world. Come there. there. So it started Dasher, and then when did it become Georgia Christian? So in the 50s, it changed to Georgia Christian Institute, and that was for about 10 years. And I believe it was 19, it might not have been that long that they stayed Georgia Georgia Christian Institute, but about 1952, 53 is when they switched to Georgia Christian School. And now, not all the years have been great. There was a time where the school closed. The school actually closed for students in 90, I'm going to, I wasn't here when that happened. It was 90. 293 the 92 93 school year i think is when they closed because 93 nope it was 93 94 that's right so 93 94 is when they closed for a, for a year the right we're still operated but they they had incurred a lot of debt and uh so what happened was um the board got together and said look we cannot let this thing close there was actually some plans to sell the campus to a reform school uh, and a couple of people who are alumni said, we can't let that happen. So they picked up the note uh, to keep that from happening. And then eventually within six months of the school reopening the next school year, the 94-95 school year, uh, the school was debt free. Right. It was over a million dollars in debt and they either had it uh, people forgiven or they paid it off. And so we've been, uh, you know, when you're an institution like that and you, you rely on people giving and you've been over a million, a million dollars of debt, that's a lot of money That's today. a lot of debt. But, you know, 30 years ago, it's hard to believe the 90s or 30 years ago. Yeah. I mean, that was a lot, of, a lot of money. And so we had to show that we were good stewards of our money. So it's, it's very difficult to, to grow capital-wise uh, if you can't borrow money. Uh, so it was we're on a pay-as-you-go plan. 
and even today, even though we just built a, um, a, a almost a million and a half dollar middle school, we don't owe any money on that. So. Right. And, and, and the be- it, it was saved because you alums and some people in the community really stepped in. Absolutely. You know, and, and saved the, the school. And so I, that's when I came here. I taught here from 95 to 2000. I interviewed for the job on the tail end of uh, of that opening year when they opened back up. And there was just a lot of excitement and buzz. And I, I'm from Chattanooga. I'd driven through Valdosta a gazillion times on the way to Florida. But like most other people, it's just the last place to get cheap gas before right. they stick it to you in Florida. Not that there's cheap gas anywhere <laughs> these days. But uh, so anyway, I'd never heard of Georgia Christian School and this church across affiliated. And I'd grown up in the church. I was like, how have I never heard of this place? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, people have heard of Lipscomb, which is the oldest Church of Christ K-12 school. And then you got Abilene in Texas, which is the second oldest. And then there's Georgia Christian. And, and let's don't forget about Harding, because we do have an academy at Harding. We'll have oh, to absolutely. talk about my, absolutely. my Look, alma mater. Harding. Yeah, I went to Harding. I didn't go to Harding right. Academy. I went to Harding. They're, they're going to be 119-24, yeah. the university is. So that's a big deal. But at any rate, so the Lord opened some doors, and I walked through, and— um, I was here for five years teaching. I was in the Army for four years, came back, taught at Eccles for four, and this is my starting of my 15th year being the lead administrator. Yeah, and and so, so tell everybody, because I think people are really, I know when I mentioned Georgia Christian people, they're amazed at what you offer at the school. Sure. we Our mission is, is Christian-based, period. So a lot of private schools are only college prep, and there's nothing wrong with that. But we don't want to limit... Uh, our mission to only those who want to go to college. So we have, we used to, it would have been the equivalent of a, a vocational diploma. Uh, now we don't have that, you know, we don't do small engine repair and electrical stuff anymore, but we do have a, a career prep. So if you want to go to Georgia military or you want to go straight into the workforce, you can do that. But we want you to have that Christian foundation too. So a lot of times what we've seen is Christian schools, they do the Christian thing great, eh, the academics maybe not so much. Or it's the other way around. They're private school, and they do the, the, the academic part right, but maybe they don't have the, the Christian part. Is, they don't offer as much. Mm-hmm. Not to say they're not Christian, but they don't spend as much time in spiritual things, Bible, chapel, so on and so forth. Well, we wanted to make sure we were doing it all really well. And so we have kids who've gone on to become preachers, some of them in our community. But a few years ago, we had, um, one of our students, it, there's probably 30,000 applied to Georgia Tech every year. And then only like 258 get into got this year that year rather got into the Georgia Tech Honors Program. Rob Valedictorian got in there, and so what the reason that matters is he grew up going to Georgia Christian School. It wasn't like he transferred in from another state from and, and was only with us for two years and he got his education. No, he grew up with us, got all his schooling, if you will, there, and was able to go on and be in one of the elite schools and one of the elite programs. So. Just because you go to a small school like Georgia Christian doesn't mean that you can't do anything you want. We made a video a few years ago that we showed at the benefit dinner that said you can get there from here. So if you think of a vocation, you know, doctors, lawyers, rocket scientists, we've had several of those who've gone through that are working in Huntsville, Alabama right now, uh, doing all kinds of wonderful things. But they're taking that Christian foundation with them. A lot of our teachers in our county and city schools, same thing. They're, they're teaching from a Christian perspective. So that's what's that's what we feel uh, helped save us was the mission, right? I mean, people wanted to invest in our mission, especially when you look at what's going on today. I mean, when I was growing up, public schools weren't a whole lot different, if that makes yeah. sense. I mean, yes, same with even me. though you weren't supposed to pray before you went to lunch, a lot of them still did. Um, family life was very family values, as Dan Quayle used to call it, was yeah. very similar with the people that you were in school with. It was very different now. And people... 
are longing for those good old days, if you will. And they look at private schools as an opportunity for that to happen. So that's why I think we've really grown. Well, and two, uh, I heard a um, story not too long ago on the news talking about uh, Christian-based schools, the increase in enrollment during COVID uh, and then the last two years has really increased. Same true with Georgia Christian. Absolutely. And I think I saw that article. It was really talking about coming from the Catholic school perspective. And for a long time, Catholic school enrollment was taking a nosedive. Right. Uh, but what happened was people were like, you know what? I want my kid to be educated in the three R's. Uh, and, and that was an opportunity, a vehicle to help make that happen. We were very fortunate uh, on March 13th, which I'll never forget that because that was the day my daughter was born. Uh, and I remember I was in the hospital uh, and I got a phone call from one of the board members and they said, hey, listen, Lowndes County just closed school for two weeks. What are we going to do? I was like, I don't know, but my wife's having a baby. I'll get back to you. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, after got more important things. To everything worry about. came out all right, literally, and I uh, had a healthy baby girl. And uh, so I, I reached out to. Uh, Connie Guthrie, my wonderful dean at the school, and I said, all right, look, if we're going to be closed for two weeks, we need to hit the ground running on Monday. And we were fortunate that we already had Chromebooks for all of our kids. So there were some logistics of how to turn things in and so on and so forth and make sure the kids had the could check out their Chromebooks. But we literally hit the ground running on Monday. So we didn't miss a beat. Now, we didn't come back to school face-to-face the rest of that nine weeks like everybody else. But right, school, you stayed out that. That is yeah. correct. Now, we did have a face-to-face graduation, which is – amazing we were able to do that we were socially distanced and we did it responsible according to the guidelines of what we knew then but we didn't miss a beat and i think that really helped us uh moving forward that was the first year that i could ever prove that we'd gone over 300 students and so we had a big cake we were at 305 and we were just so concerned because i mean people started enrolling in january and that hitting beginning of march and enrollment just stopped and so you know everybody's like you got to prepare for the worst nobody's going to come to school everybody's going to stay home well, the next year, we, we maintained that 305 enrollment. And then last year, we finished at 342, wow. which is another record enrollment. And this year, we start off at 363. So, it, it's again, it goes – it's a lot of things, but it goes back to making sure that you got a plan, you're following the plan, and it goes back to our mission. I'm very fortunate to work with a board that uh, has a very clear vision of what they want, and they've laid out a great plan. We've got a strategic plan that we update every – every five years and look at it and it all boils back down to that mission. So when you got everybody buying into the program, if you will, and moving in the same direction, uh, and it's something that people want, you know, it'd be different if it was eight track players, nobody wants those anymore. Yeah. But when you, you've got something, some people, people may want. not even know what those are. That's true. <laughs> that's true. I remember those. I actually remember when they were in cars. Uh, but at any rate, that's, that's the secret sauce, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. So, and two, uh, you know, I was talking to my husband about this. I said, I think sometimes we live in a, in a bubble here in Lowndes County. Um, we're not exposed to a lot of the things that you see on the news and things. And, um, you know, we have great school systems here, uh, Lowndes and Valdosta. And, but still, you know, as Christians, sometimes we need and we need to know that our children are in a, an environment where they're going to get an education and a Christian-based education. And I'm product, you know, of a Christian-based uh, higher education, um, had parents that were school teachers. So that is just so important. And I think parents are beginning to look at that, you know, and not take these things for granted. Absolutely. I think the pandemic really got shook people up a little yeah. bit to focus on what, what's being, you know, we just assume that when our kids go to school, they're, they're learning, learning the same values that we share. That's right. not always the case. It's, uh, so I, I've, I take a very, I'm a history teacher by trade, so I make sure 
that even at the house, same thing with my faith, that I'm the one that's driving the train, if you will, right. on that. And I think a lot of times uh, parents, and it's easy to do, just say, you know what, I'm going to trust people. I'm so busy doing this, this, and this, and this, and we're doing other things with our kids, whether it's, you know, it's we're going fishing or we're travel baseball or whatever else. And they just assume that other stuff's happening when they're at school. Well, this is, the pandemic really made people go, mm, I'm not really sure I really agree with that. Some people may embrace that, yes. what's being taught. But I think the more parental involvement you have, the better. Well, and too, and again, you know, my parents, um, my mom retired after 40 something years teaching school and parental involvement had started on this huge downward spiral. Parents just weren't involved. You know, they might do PTA when they're in elementary school, but by the time they get to middle and high school, that's kind of fault. And so I think parents started coming around saying, I, I need to take a harder look at this. Um, you know, so now your classroom sizes are about average what? They're about 22 right now. Okay. Uh, overall, we and uh, you go from pre-K. We go K3 through 12. K3 yes, through mm-hmm. 12. Yes, okay. So we our smallest class is has about 16 in it, and our largest class has 30, 36, I believe. We really grow it. We're really growing in the middle school, and I, I I'll touch on. I'm a I went to uh, a Christian school until fifth grade, as long as my single mother could afford it. And then I was in the public school. So I, I can speak to both sides of it. The issue I think that people have with public schools in our communities are so big, right? Yes. So elementary schools are still very community oriented, mm-hmm. right? You go in, I know who the teachers are, then who my kids are. Right. And then you have fewer middle schools and then you have one high school. And then piece. you go to high school and it's like, and it's huge. I mean, Uh, Allen's high school is as big as Harding is when when I was there. um, It is huge. And I'm the good thing about that is you can, you can offer a lot, Mm -hmm. right? The bad thing is it's very easy to slip through and nobody know who you are. And so for us, we feel it's good to, to mentor, uh, and, and have that relationship. So we limit how many kids that we can have. Um, if you're in elementary, we're only going to have 25 kids and that's it. Now, at a certain grade, we're going to have a pair pro in there too. So that, that ratio is even lower. Right. But, uh, and same thing in middle school and high school, 25 butts in the, in the seats and per classroom. And that's it. Uh, and uh, look, I'll talk in the public schools used to as well. That's the, that's the law, but then there's going to be some formula where it's mm-hmm. that plus so much more. And, and, um, and we're not like that. Yeah. And I, from what I'm understanding in some of your larger cities now, that number is increasing because the shortages of teachers. Absolutely. You know, so they're having to put um, more and more. So, you know, a student going to Georgia Christian is going to have, you have all the same requirements that the state requires. You pat. We're everything, certified. Yes, everything. ma'am. We're certified by Cognia, which used to be advanced ed, which used to be SACS here. Right. Uh, and I'm actually a commissioner and I, obviously I don't, I'm not our school's commissioner, but uh, we do the same training uh, as the people who uh, we have the same visitation team that would go, say, visit a Lounge or a Valdosta or a, a Cock or anybody else. So it's the same thing. The difference is we hold a dual accreditation, so we have to show that we have the spiritual aspect into everything we teach, not just the Bible part, right? Obviously, you want your Bible to be Bible, but whether it's science or math right. or language arts, any of that has to be from a Christian perspective. So we feel that... You know, you're not compromising anything, right? You're getting that plus. Right, right. So, all right. So you've been there 15 years, about 15 years. This is my 15th year. Okay, and so when you so when you came, that's when the um, benefit dinner started. That is correct. So um, I was when I got here in 2008, and you know we were a little slower down here in the South, especially in Georgia. And that's when the housing bubble really burst. Mm -hmm. So I inherited a budget for 258 kids, and we had 181. That 
So that's. So that, you came during the first, that recession. That okay. is correct. And so we had one of our board members who had graduated from Faulkner and a lot of Christian universities use the, the benefit, dinners, yeah. the, the dinner model. He said, he came back and told the board, he said, I think we can do this. And, uh, which was not, I'd love to say this was my idea. I did it all. It was not, it was not at all. They just said, Hey, this is what we're going to do. And the point was originally was to get outside money, right? Instead of continually going with our hat in their hand going, yeah, knocking on the same doors. Same doors all the time. We said, well, look, this is a way to get outside money. And what we didn't realize was the marketing aspect of it, right? I mean, I would go on Lowe's when we were 97, 98 years old, and I'd have the interlocking letters, GCS on. People didn't know what it was. Right. Now they do. And I was like, and they're like, what is that? I was like, oh, it's a GCS. They're like, what's that? I was like, Georgia Christian School. And they're like, where's that? And I was like, oh, you must be like moody. You're not from here. Oh, no, I've been here all my whole life, which I knew that was a colossal failure on our part if right. we didn't know who we are. So. People may come to see Dale Murphy, which is one of my favorites. I got to eat steak with him, uh, and I was, he was my hero right? growing up. I was a center fielder, and I loved Dale Murphy. Or they're coming to see Bill O'Reilly or Terry Bradshaw or the president or the former first lady, and we've got them for three hours. It's like a three-hour commercial. Yeah. And the best part of that commercial, not just the videos, but I, we put our kids out there. right? I'm supposed to sell it. But here, meet our kids. We have yeah. freshmen, sophomore, juniors, and seniors who are ambassadors who are helping to seek. Uh, adults. Most kids can't talk to adults today, but yet we're that's part of our mission is to prepare them to be leaders in the community, right? And and to understand, hey, you know what? You actually have to talk to people, not just via the phone. Uh, and so that's been another great opportunity for that. So out of that, we were able to build our middle school. This guy, this uh, Mr. Dasher, loved what we were doing. had a had a connection to the school, but he came to our dinner and through that, he had not gone though to the school. He sent his daughter there, and yeah. and he yeah. he um, he helped his father back in the forties. Put in the plum, yeah. Put, put in, in the, the plumbing, plumbing for one of the right. dorms. That's right. Okay. That's right. And so that was his connection. Was so his, his daughter connection. had gone there. She only went there for like uh, one or two he, years. Yeah. yeah. All right. And so then he kind of heard about it through. Did he come? Which Bill O'Reilly? He came to he came hear to Bill O'Reilly. Yep. And then he he came and he well he said look we want to do something for the school as well to come to the dinner and so I went to visit him and his wife and uh, I, I had no clue and at that point. You know, usually the way a capital campaign works is you have a silent phase. You already have a, a, a short list of people you know right. have the ability to give, and they probably want to do it. You just want to kind of find out how much there is. And then after you get 60 to 80% of it, then you go, all right, help us get across the finish line. That's right. usually how it then works. Then you announce it. And then, because you're almost done. Right. Uh, and all I had was basically a floor plan. I didn't have any renderings. I had no literature, nothing. So when I went to see him, uh, I just said, all right, look, you know, here's the things we have. We have a, a scholarship endowment if you want to help needy children. We have an annual fund endowment that helps keep the lights on, helps us pay our teachers. I uh, said, so, you know, we got a middle school building. We sat up. And uh, so I was telling him about that. And he asked the question that everybody loves to hear, which was, well, how much does it cost to get your name put on the side of the building? And uh, that's and that's what was the that helped us make that happen. So yeah. he, he came and visited a couple of days later. And uh, before he came to the opening ceremony in March 2018, and two weeks later, he called me and said, I've put a bunch more money in the bank for you to get that high school bill. So we're, we're hoping oh, that really? by the benefit dinner, we can make an announcement on that a definitive timeline for the high, for school. high school. Okay. So he helped you build the uh, middle school the building, middle which school, is now yes. complete mm -hmm. and students. Um, are in it. And then, so your next big capital thing is the high school. That is correct. So the, another great thing about the school is it was an all hands-on experience. So the kids, uh, made the blocks that built the dorms, the gym that we right. still play in today 
Well, yeah, I've heard stories from people in this community talking about yes. that. Yeah, and it wasn't just kids that went there. Some mm-hmm. of them got roped in after church. Yeah. Hey, we're going down to Dasher. We're going to make some blocks. And yeah, uh, there's somebody's name uh, way up at the top. I uh, painted it a few years ago, and they they inscribed their name in one of the blocks. And I couldn't ever find who it. Yeah, I couldn't find that person. But uh, you know, there's there's always some I love sweat it. equity. In I it. love it that you're the president of the school and you also were out there painting. Oh, well, uh, yeah. <laughs> look, if you run a small school or if you're an administrator anywhere, you wear a lot of hats and you do whatever it takes. Right. And, uh, so that's, I'm surrounded by people like that. And, uh, you know, that's just, that's just what we do because we love our kids. We love the mission and we love our community. Um, I love taking our kids to Rotary, for example, Yes. and, and, and giving and them And you got a very active, uh, Program interact program. We do through we Rotary, because yes. the, the the mission uh, or their motto is service above self, which that's just Christianity, right? Yes. I mean that's what it is. So that uh, again, that's part of our mission is to get these kids out to be responsible citizens. America is made because we've we're it's something bigger than ourselves, right? Right. We can't all be selfish all the time and have what we have. And I think we've got to we got to teach our kids about that again. I think we've so when the before. benefit dinner started, it was kind of sports mainly. Um, and was. then you've kind of moved in to it and you've had now a political, you've had uh, sports figures. I had Vince Gill one year. Yeah. Vince Gill. Yeah. Um, so last year was Dana Perino um, and who I love to watch on the five. And then, um, so this year going kind of going back to sports and you got Archie Manning. Sure. Well, who everybody we, knows. We want to be like everybody else and blame COVID, right? I mean, yeah. that's what you do. So what we try to do is we, we, you know, car companies have a three to seven year plan on what they're going to do with their models and so on and so forth. And we kind of do with our benefit dinner as well. And, you know, usually you want to have the politicians during a political year. Well, COVID messed that up for us. Right. We had, uh, and that's great, been in the last 15 years, only year you didn't have a dinner. That is correct. And, and you did do a, a very we, we, a great we program. Could, that is our largest uh, fundraiser, so we could not not have one. And so what we did was we did an honoring local heroes. And so people could still buy sponsorships. But what it did was it we had our Interact Club uh, put together boxes. They look like crates or whatever uh, of local grown Georgia mm-hmm. items. Products, yeah. And then uh, – if you are a sponsor and you said, Hey, you know what? I want to be a $500 sponsor. Well, that will buy a box. And we could take that to, we took them to the fire departments. We took them to the police departments. We took them to the hospital. We took them to Moody. And so our community could say, Hey, thank you for being on the front line during this, this tough time. But again, it also gave our kids an opportunity to serve and to be out in the community and, and, and expose them to things that, you know, they've only seen on TV or, right. or something like that. But it also helped us, um, continue to raise money as we needed to. So we had Dana booked for that year, but that pushed us back a year. So that kind of messed up our calendar a little bit, if that makes sense. And so, uh, and plus we had to have her on Saturday night last year, which we usually have it on Thursday because that's the least inconvenient time during the fall. And the problem with having it on Saturday, we saw a little bit last year is you're competing with so many other things. Oh yeah. I think the symphony guild had something going on. You got college football. There's just a lot of other things that were going on. So we're, Thank goodness we're back to Thursday night this year. But, uh, you know, a lot of people like, Archie, man, man, that guy hadn't played forever. You know, we want to see his kids, which, you know, yeah. they're, they're great players, too. But when you think about, you know, his grandson, grandson now is, oh, is yeah. getting ready to play yeah. college ball and what's Texas. going on with this whole name image likeness and how it's absolutely just fundamentally changed college football. And it will continue over the next couple of years. So it'll be a Q&A format. Uh, okay. and I, I think a lot of people are, are really wanted to hear especially somebody who's got a lot of skin in the game with his grandson, who stands to make a lot of money before he even steps foot on the field uh, as a professional. 
And um, so that's why we chose him. We, you know, it's it's hard to find entertainers that you can bring in as a Christian right. school. Uh, and so you get we got to be that already makes the list kind of short, but we're not going to compromise that. Uh, but also the trick is it is a fundraiser. So we got to bring people in that can make us some money. You know, I, we get suggestions all the time, which they'd be great speakers. There's no doubt. But people aren't going to spend a lot of money to come see and you fill in the blank if they've already seen them at a yes. local gun show or whatever else, or if nobody's ever heard of them. If that makes right, sense. right. And yeah, it's getting that. And so um, when we talk about the benefit dinner, you get people who have never stepped foot on your beautiful campus that come to this dinner. And so th- at the dinner, you show a video and really introduce the school to them. Absolutely. We lay out who we are, you know, kind of like where we've been, who we are and where we're going. And so those videos are great. Uh, I love making them every year. We have a, a, a gentleman, he brings a, his crew from Memphis, Tennessee, and they come down here and that's pretty much all he does is, is Christian schools. Really? And so he brings a lot of ideas to us and, and we're a lot of times we're the guinea pig as well. And so that helps when you have somebody who's helping to tell your story that understands who you are. And so um, we do that and, and we have parents. We'll just say, hey, you know, what do you think about whatever it is? And we don't script it. We just say, what do you think? And then we just run with that and edit mm-hmm. it down. And, and, and again, we it's just like a big three-hour commercial for the school. And a lot of people, even though they've not gone there, their kids didn't go there, but they're looking at uh, putting their grandchildren there or giving to one of our endowments or potentially helping us with the building mm-hmm. because they believe in our mission. Right. All right. So it's all, it's all, has it always been held at uh, VSU? The first couple of years we had it actually at the convention center. Okay. And but so that now, was before the VSU student union was open. Okay, but once so, they opened it, that's when we moved there. Okay. So you have it there. Uh, so tell us a little bit, Archie Manning, and that is going to be on October the 27th. October the 27th. And we will put in the show notes where they can um, get tickets. Um, so you still have some sponsorship opportunities open. Um, so and, right now, all, that's all we have open is sponsorship. Okay, package. so the uh, the public uh, tickets go on sale. We're going to have to wait on that. In the okay, August. closer it'll, to a time. It will we'll be. just say closer to a time, but we'll update the website. It'll be at we? least October. Right? Okay, all right. So speaking of website, they can go to georgiachristian.org, and at the very top, there's a thing that says GCS Dinner. They can click on that, and it'll take it to the, the Georgia Christian School Benefit Dinner page. It gives you a history of it. You can see the uh, the sponsorship packages that are available. They can call the school and say, "Hey, I heard some weird dude talking on the podcast, and I want to go see Archie Manning." Well, we yeah. can we can do that. They can email me at blawson at georgiachristian dot org. Um, there's lots of ways you can uh, get information. So. All right, and we will put all that in there on there. Uh, Brad, thanks for stopping by. Thank you so uh, much for having me. Yeah, appreciate you being here and join us again on South Georgia Insider. Um, we invite everyone to join us next time as we continue to highlight why South Georgia is a great place to live, work, and play. Thanks to Spencer Van Horn, South Georgia Insider producer and small town broadcasting.